The Old Pre-Meds Podcast, session number 237. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Welcome to the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week where I get to take questions directly from the non-traditional pre-med discussion over at premedforms.com. Now, the Old Pre-Meds Podcast is brought to you by MAPT, my new technology platform for you, the pre-med student, to help guide you on your journey to medical school. This isn't just a an Excel spreadsheet to track everything that you're doing. This is a technology platform that will be able to give you feedback based on everything that you put into it. The more you put into it, the more feedback that we can give you. And as I'm recording this kind of mid-June, (laughs) mid-July, I forget what month it is. As I'm recording this mid-July, we're getting ready to open this up to our beta members. We have over 700 students who have signed up waiting to get onto the platform. We're getting ready to start rolling this out to those members. So if you want to take a look, go to mappedmappd.com, sign up to be part of our pre-order special. It, we, we have a discounted deal right now. Again, that's mappedmappd.com. Today, we have a great question about early decision. Our student says, hi, all. I'm a 42-year-old career changer. I'm very tied to a specific geographic area as I am unwilling to relocate my family to pursue a career in medicine, at least at this time. Because of this, I plan to apply to the only two schools that are within commuting distance. There's a competitive MD school in my city and a less competitive MD school about an hour away. All schools are competitive. All right. There is a, uh, as with most non-traditional pre-meds, time away from family is a major concern for me. And so I have a strong first preference to attend the closer school. My MCAT score is exactly, exactly at the closer school's median, while it is over the 90th percentile score for the school that is farther away. I think I may have a good chance to get in at the closer school, but I am definitely not the, quote, very strong applicant they mention on their website when discussing their early decision process. (laughs) Is there any advantage to applying early decision to my first choice school? In other words, would the fact that I opted to apply early decision make me any more attractive to them as a candidate than if I applied the regular way when submitting or with submitting my application to both schools in early June? Another question for non-traditional applicants that have been out of school for a very long time, 15 plus years for me, how important is my GPA for nearly from nearly two decades ago? Do schools give more weight to the MCAT score in this case as an indicator of my current abilities? With the trends in grade inflation, might my older GPA look, quote, better than an equivalent number from uh, a current student? Thanks for any help or advice. All right, so here's an interesting question. Number one, I completely disagree with how the student is is classifying a more competitive and a less competitive school. 
remember that schools are looking for students who fit their mission. Obviously, schools are looking for students who can complete medical school in four years, pass the boards the first time they take it, etc. That's where MCAT and GPA come into play. That's why schools look at MCAT and GPA. And yes, some schools have ridiculously high MCAT and GPA cutoffs, but those scores are oftentimes perpetuated by the students because students apply based on MCAT and GPA. So I hate that process. I hate it. I hate it with a capital H. So a student saying, less competitive, more competitive has nothing to do with anything. The student could rightfully say a student with a higher median GPA uh, and an MCAT score versus a school with a lower median MCAT GPA and MCAT, right? That would be more true to say one is more or less competitive. We don't know. You could potentially look at the number of applications versus the number of interviews or matriculants or, or number of students accepted and potentially say more or less competitive. But that would also be based on the number of applications they get as well. And more students apply most likely to the school that has the lower median MCAT score, lower median GPA, because, oh, guess what? Oh, it's easier to get into. That's not what it says at all. Okay. So we have to, and this is where critical thinking, this is where being a scientist, a physician, being a critical thinker comes into play. You can't just look at the numbers and go, oh, this school is more competitive. That's, that's not what that means. It just means that school has a higher median GPA or higher median MCAT score. So random aside, because I need to drill this into your head when you're looking at schools to apply to, you need to look at other things besides MCAT and GPA. So going to the heart of this question, early decision. Early decision is not something that a student should apply to just because you're unwilling to move anywhere else. That is not a good reason for early decision. If you look at many early decision schools, they will tell you early decision is for students who have really strong ties to the school. All right. And strong ties doesn't mean I'm unwilling to move anywhere else because this is where my family is. That to me just tells me you're stubborn and maybe medicine isn't really what you want to do. You're just doing it maybe because it's convenient. So there's some red flags in this whole conversation that concern me for the student, but that's okay. (laughs) Students like this get into school all the time. So my concern here for early decision is what are your ties to the medical school specifically? You don't get brownie points for applying early decision. All you're doing when you're applying early decision is saying, hey, I really want to come to your school. Here are the reasons. Here are my stats. Er Applying early decision doesn't mean you can have less than stats. It doesn't give you bonus points to have lower stats, right? It's not like, oh, this student has less stats. It's not built into the rubric, right? This student has less stats, but they applied early decision, so they get some bonus points, right? That's not how it works, or else everyone would apply early decision. Early decision is really just saying, look, I'm a strong applicant, period, and I really want to go to your school because of X, Y, Z, and I'm willing to risk it. Here's why I want to come here. I meant for this place. My, my spouse works here. My child goes here. Whatever those reasons are. What are your strong ties to that school? 
Early decision is not a get out of jail free card. It's not a get out of jail free card for having weak stats. It's not a get out of jail free card for being the only school that you're willing to apply to because you're unwilling to move. Applying early decision comes with risks. You are contractually obligated to go to that school if you get in, right? Obviously, you could say, I don't want to go to any school and not go. I, I wouldn't play that game if I were you. But you're contractually obligated to only apply to one school. And they have to tell you by, I think, the end of September, whether or not you have been accepted or not. They can let you know earlier. As soon as you are rejected from that school, then you can apply typically to the the general application pool for other schools. This student sounds like there's only one other school that they would apply to. Another risk is that some schools won't let you apply to their regular program if you weren't accepted for the early decision program. And so you're potentially risking being put into the general population because you weren't accepted into the 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 early decision program, so you're risking another uh, another opportunity to get into the school because you wanted early decision. In my mind, and I get asked this question all the time: the risks outweigh the benefits for early decision. Now, yes, there are students that I talk to who I talk to that that after having a discussion with them, I said, "Yes, early decision sounds perfect for you." But those are one-off discussions and decisions for that specific student. In general, I would tell students to avoid early decision unless there are very strong reasons why you are applying early decisions, early decision, and why there are very strong reasons why you are applying early decision to that school, not just because you're locked into a location. Right? There's a difference between applying early decision for a specific school versus applying early decision because of the location. It's very different reasoning. So just be careful. Early decision is rough. And there are risks. And yeah, there are benefits too. But there, there are risks. So keep, keep looking, keep checking, and really just make sure that that this is what you want, especially with I'm not willing to move. That that just concerns me, right? If you want to be a physician, go for it. And I and I can understand, right? You apply one cycle where you're not willing to move, and then you apply another cycle where you are willing to move. I don't like that game either because, right? If you're going to be willing to move, then after one cycle, right? If you have that logic already built in to go, well, let's apply this cycle, and if I don't get in locally, then we'll wait another cycle and I'll, I'll apply further out. But that logic doesn't make sense to me because it's already built into the algorithm. So just combine it into one cycle. And you, if you obviously get into a closer school, you go to that school. If you don't get into a closer school, then you go to another school. Why add another, another cycle between those dates and just complicates everything. So Random thoughts from Dr. Gray. The follow-up question here about GPA, really every school is going to be a little bit different with how they look at those older classes. Obviously doing well in the MCAT will make up for older classes. There's a a myth out there about pre-RECs expiring. Most schools don't have expiration dates for 
pre-health classes or pre-med classes. So don't worry about expiration dates. If you want to go ahead and reach out to some of the schools you're applying to and just ask them what their opinion is, you can do that. Uh, But I wouldn't try to play the game of like, oh, well, grade inflation is a thing now. And so they're going to add 0.1 points to my GPA. Like, don't even play that game. It's not worth it. It doesn't help at all. If you did well, you did well. If you didn't do well, you didn't do well. And maybe you need to take some more classes now. So that's that's what I will say about the older GPA. Hopefully that was helpful. Again, go check out MAPPED, M-A-P-P-D. A lot of this stuff, right? If, if we have a student like this one who's putting in their information and we can go, hey, your, your newest class that you have put in is 15 years ago. We can then in the software on map to say, here are some thoughts. And then eventually we'll also have very school specific data too, to say, um, in maps, you can pick schools that you're interested in applying to. And we can go, hey, based on the 10 schools that you applied to, nine of them have confirmed that they don't have any expiration dates. But this one school has talked about having expiration dates. So this is a school either you should reach out directly to and, and see if they can uh, give you a pass for that, or maybe you need to take some newer classes or whatever it may be, right? That's the kind of technology kind of uh, information that will be built into MAPT as we go along. So lots of fun stuff with MAPT. Again, M-A-P-P-D right now as I'm recording this mid-July. MAPT is not out yet. We're hoping it'll be out next month. Fall of 2020 is what we're saying, but we're looking at August. Shh, don't tell anybody. Um, we're hoping to roll it out to some pre-order students uh, this week and next week and really start getting uh, some feedback and, and tweaking some bugs and adding some features as we go. So MAPPD pre-order, get the your special pre-order price now that'll be locked in, uh, guaranteed at least for two years. So have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. 